Mercy, open your mouth. Spread your legs. Clear. It's your boy Pistol Pete. Welcome to Dog in the Yard. Like always, I got my motherfucking brother with me, Box and Dice. Left to the right, you already know what's going on, my brother. Today, man, man we got a brother from Brooklyn. His name is Muggsy. I mean, he's very known out there in Brooklyn. But not just that, but he's pretty known in prison too, man. Like I, you know, I've been around a bunch of real official dudes that caught all kind of shit, cases, and you know, I've seen it all. Trust me when I tell you guys. But this guy's story is legend. And uh, with that being said, you know, you know, we're going to get to that. You already know how we do that. But before that, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's up, Dice? You know, so what's the deal, man? What's, what's going on, man? What kind of kites you got today, man? Well, you know, I got I got three kites, like always. One is the bonus kite. Um, That's right. Uh, which you will hear about that one at the end of our show. Um, but um, my first two kites, uh, one is they keep, they keep asking me, about dice, about you know, you know who is he, how he how he came about. So dice has known me since I was a kid from the neighborhood, from the hood. Um, saw me get raised when I was out there wilding. Um, you know, and he's one of my big brothers. Period. Um, other than that, he's a brother that you will know more about him at the end of, of the season. We're gonna throw a, a, a bonus uh, episode out with dice. Be an interview, and you would know his story. You know what I'm saying? So with right. that, that's the first kite. Right, that's right. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know Pete for a while, man. I know Pete for a while. I, I used to take him across the street. I used to hold his hand across the street wherever. You know what I'm saying? It's my little brother. <laughs> nah, but, but on the real, that's my that's my brother for life. You know what I'm saying? Second kite is about prison etiquette. Um, they've been asking me on, you know, on my DM what Dice is talking about, prison etiquette. Um, and I'm gonna let more or less, I'm gonna let Dice, you know, break it down to you a little bit. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm more or less like like an advisor, man. What I do is I prepare you. If you go into trial, you know, and you find yourself lost, what I do is, you know, I, I give you some schooling. I let you know, you know, how to deal with your lawyer, how to deal, you know what I'm saying. With, with, with the circumstances that you're dealing with, whatever it, it may be, a uh, murder case, a robbery case, whatever it is, and I, and I try to plug with, with the right attorneys. And the second one is, if you're already in prison, what I do is, I give more or less a lot of advice to your family, too. You know, what I do is I let them know, that this, this is what you gotta do, you know, for the visit, this is what you gotta do, you know, for packages, um, this is where you have to go, you know, too far for the bus. I, I, school, I school your family, and I also let you know the things that you have to do to maintain that family time. You know what I'm saying? Which is, you know, go to school. You know what I'm saying? Maintain a clear head. Stay out, stay out of trouble. And, t- and try to keep your family together with the family reunions. You know, and things like that. So, you know, that, that's it. I'm not, I don't want to give too much, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'll wait for them to hit me up and, and ask me what is it exactly that they want. You know what I'm saying, Pete? Facts. Hey, listen, guys. So you already know. All you got to do is just hit up Dice on his DM on his Instagram, um, and, um, you know, he'll get with you and all that, you know, and it's all for free, no charge, 
You know what I'm saying? This is how we doing it. He giving back. So for anybody right. out there that needs that help, that's going through any trials and tribulations, y'all already know. Y'all got y'all can always reach out to us. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And um, with that being said, Third Kite. Third Kite is Whoa. about Notorious B.I.G. Big. Um, you know, that's a big one. So, you know, from now on, we're going to be doing um, uh, Bonus Kite. So this is a Bonus Kite. This one is a big one. It's about Big. He's a legend. And, Man, um, it's about Big? And, yeah, they keep asking me how I met him. You know, if I ever met him, you know, uh, they heard stories, you know, out there of other interviews that I had before. So they want me to break it down. So... At the end of my um of this episode, you will get that story. And with that being said, you already know. Dog in the yard, your boy Pistol Pete. Box and dice, let's right. Let's get it. Now, I wanna just take the time out to thank my guys up there, Jake and Ben, for doing an amazing job with this pen. This is that Dom C B D pen. These guys take their time doing this pen. It tastes great. They do them three different flavors, berry, mint. And mango, my favorite is berry, just to let you know, guys. You know, I know a lot of people out there dealing with pain, you know, dealing with anxiety, the way I deal with anxiety. And I'm telling you guys, it works for me. If you want to place your order today, you're more than welcome. You just hit up domecbd.co, punch in the code, dog in the yard, and you get your 15% off early. So for those people that's out there that's going through it right now and is stressed out in the house, that don't smoke marijuana, trust me, my brothers. This CBD pimp does it all, man. Place your order today, man. It's your boy Pistol Pete, dog in the yard. You already know. You already know what it is. Your boy Pistol, dog in the yard. I got my boy Muggs from straight from Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Did 31 years for murder. You know what I'm saying? Want to welcome you to the dog in the yard, my brother. What's up with you? How you been, Muggs? I'm all right. I'm all right. What's happening, man? How long you been home, man? I've been home now almost three years. Almost three years. Almost three years. Wow, man. So you did 31 years. 31 years. And uh, how's it been, man, since you've been home? Uh, me, I just stay focused because um, I ain't consider myself free until I get off this parole. Okay, so you're on parole right now? I'm on parole. Okay, how long how, how long you got on parole? The way they do us now, if you got life bid, you can do three years and you can get off within the three years if you do good parole. And okay, I'm, and you got? do you have curfew? No, not now, because I got a little job at nighttime, so they really don't sweat me about. They don't worry about that curfew mm-hmm. right now. Okay, cool. All right, so I want to go back um, a little bit about your background. You was, you know, you from Brooklyn when you was born, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. And what was the, you know, uh, the year and all that, you went to prison and all that, you know what I'm saying, and how old you was. Yeah, I was born and raised um, in Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying, even in Long Island, because I have family from Long Island also, because I... Moved out there for a little while, but basically I'm from Brooklyn, born and raised. And um, when I went to prison, it was basically about 24, 25 years old, going on 25, you know. And I was in the, you know, I was out there in the streets. That's how I got caught up in the situation. So you got, you got, you, what you call a body? Now, allegedly, I'm still, you know, my case is still under review now. Okay, cool. So allegedly, you, you did, you did, you did the crime, and they came in and arrested you for yes. it. Yes. Okay, and um, first time ever being locked up? Yeah, for some time like that. I did, you know, like a little Rikers Island time before, you know, hustling in the street, little petty stuff, you know. Okay. Nothing serious. All right, so this time around, so how was it, you know, going back to Rikers Island, you know, for the crime and the seriousness of the crime and all that? How, how you know, what was going through your mind and all that? Yeah, a lot, you know, because the time that I was facing was, you know, 25 years, they were saying, and... 
And I know that about 25 years, you know, how can I do that? I never seen nobody do 25 years in my being, you know, my, on, my, on my earth, on, when I, me being on this earth. I never seen nobody do 25 years and complete it. So okay. like it seemed like a, like a never ending cycle. Right. So what year was this? This is in 1986. 1986. Okay, so you on, so now you're on Rikers Island, right? And, and you're in there for murder. You know, at, you're a young guy, you know, 24 years old. 24 to 25, right? Yeah. Years old. So how was that? You know, going to Rikers Island, you know, and, and, and you went to the full building? Like, wait, what building you went to? Yeah, I went to the full building. Okay. I mean, church started out in you know Brooklyn House, and then went to the full building. You know, you hear a lot about Rikers Island. You hear about you know, you know, you be kind of nervous, you kind of scared. You don't know what you're going to face. You know, you hear about a lot of the you know the fights, the cutting, the stabbing. You know. So so how was that? Were you like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? You know, where I got in. So my mind was like, I got to prepare myself. You know, what I'm saying for what I'm ready to go through. You know, but I you know you know where I was raised. I never was raised like on no like. Real timid stuff, so I was like ready to face my demons. Whatever I had to go through, I was gonna go through. True. So, so now you find yourself in the fall building, yeah. right? And how long you was there? I stayed in the fall building for like eighteen months. Now, cause I moved around, I went from fall building to C ninety five. So I, was, I'm right, I stayed basically stayed on Rikers Island for like eighteen months before I ended up going upstate. Okay, so is there any reason why you got transferred? I mean, from Rikers out from the fall building to another another nah, jail? No, nah, because the way they were doing that, they have overloads, you know, overcrowded, so they try to move you out to different spots. Not because of no, no, no physical problems or anything like that. Just Okay, just they, just, they just wanted to move yeah, you. Yeah, just wanted to move you. So you wound up going where? I ended up going to C-95. Okay, and how long you was there? For about, before I went upstate, I might have been to C-95, maybe about 12 months, yeah. Okay, so from there you went upstate? Yeah, from C-95 I went upstate. Okay, so you went upstate, so... How was that? Oh, it was crazy because when I was going upstate, you was going straight to downstate. Okay. So you're going to downstate, get on the bus, you're going to downstate, you get up with all these, you know, all these white people, you know, the big, all the police was big when I went upstate. It was no little people. Everybody was big and they screaming and they hollering and this and that. It was like, it was, it was crazy. So you got 31 years, you went to trial. Yeah. And you blew trial. Yes. Okay. So now you upstate. And you're in downstate, and everybody's looking big and all that, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I mean, it's crazy, because like, it was like a shock, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's crazy, like, you know, it's like, right from downstate, they start to strip you from your, 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 who you are, you know? And they want to cut your head, they want to, you know, strip your clothes, they, they treat you like you just... So you get downstairs, and they, and they do what to you? Yeah, they want for, for for people that don't know, they never been yeah, upstate. Yeah, you get down, they want to, they, they trying, they basically trying to strip your whole manhood right then and there. They're trying to make you feel like, you know, like you like you belong there. You know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's an intimidation, mm. you know, situation that's going on. So what they do, they, they when you get there, what's the process? Yeah, the process, you come in there and you, you line up. The first thing they want to do, you, you got to change your clothes. You get out your clothes and take all your property. Anything that you bring up with you, you're sending it home. Mm. So it don't make no sense. If, you, if you're going to straight for your first time, I know when I went up, don't make no sense to bring anything because you're going to have to send it home. Okay. Yeah, send it home and they was cutting your hair. What do you mean cutting your hair? Yeah, everybody had to get haircuts. Everybody had to get a bald head, basically. To the bald head? To the bald head. Okay, and what else? That's the only thing they cut? They don't cut any, you know, any any other uh, hairs about your body or nothing like that? You just, 
Your head? Nah, just your head. Just your head. Oh, okay. And um, how long you was in downstate for? I don't stay downstate because I've been mean, that's a transitional jail. I only stayed there for like maybe three weeks before I moved to Comstock. Okay. Yeah, from there they sent me to Comstock and Comstock I was in, in the transit unit there. On D block. On D block, yeah. The transit it was really it was it was really nasty. You you know Dirty like, and cold. Dirty and cold and you you know saying you go outside, your day ended at four thirty, it was over, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. From four thirty you're in your cell for the rest of the night. Okay. How was that? That was that was an experience there because, you know, it was it was very very nasty. You know, saying a lot of mice and you mm-hmm. know stuff. You, you know, you laying in your bed and mice might fall out the vent. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you <laughs> nigga might say hello to you in the morning. Come out the vent. Yeah, dude, wake up. Oh man, mouse is on my chest. Yeah, <laughs> you know stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. so. That's how dirty it was. It was dirty. So you was in Comstock how long? I stayed in Comstock maybe about. About four months. And, and then I, what happened? And I went to Clinton. Okay. Is there any reason you went to Clinton? No, Clinton was out of transfer because that was going to be my jail. You was what? I was transferred because I was going to, I guess that was going to be my primary jail, my first jail population. Okay, that's the jail you were supposed to really go to, Clinton. Yeah, Clinton. So then you got there. Yeah, I got to Clinton. And when you get to Clinton, it's crazy because it's really racist up there. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if people know about Clinton, but you know. Yeah, let it be known. Let the yeah, be, Clinton. This is for the for the youth to for yeah, them to yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah, Clinton, you don't you get there and I'm telling you, when I went upstate, everybody was big and you got these big, you know, these white boys, they racist, they don't like you, and they and they tell you how it is. It's, they tell you you act like a man, we're gonna treat you like a man. But you know, you gotta pick your bags up. They say you did you pick bag, don't care who bag you pick up. Pick two bags up because you got your draft bags, all your property. And some guys come up there with a lot of property. They got these big, heavy bags. And I'm a little guy. I'm not trying to look for no heavy bag to carry. But if they mm-hmm. catch you looking around for bag, they're going to make you pick up the biggest bag you can find. Mm. And a friend of mine was looking around for a bag. And next time he woke up, he was in the cell. He don't know how he got there. And his body was half full, with, with half wet. You know, all his clothes is wet all the way up to his chest. He don't know how that happened. And that's just for looking for a bag, you know, so they can carry. You know, so, the, so they used to do that? Yes, yes. Clinton, it was not a game. It you was know, not a game. It was not a game. No, it's serious business. When you get up in the mountains, it's serious. You know, you got to, you know, respect yourself, you know what I'm saying, and be a man, you know. Sometimes yeah. sometimes you got to know how not just don't say nothing, you know. You just got you to keep it moving because they will violate you. Okay. So... Is it at any point throughout your time in Clinton that you get violated? You know, like where they, they, you know, they constantly tried you, or you know, or you was good, you was able to manage and, and do some time. Now, when I was in Clinton, basically, you know, what I'm saying because I, I, I pride myself on you know, what I'm saying being patient, but I was young, mm-hmm. I was young, and I was um, I was hot headed and, and everything. So like a lot of stuff, I was looking, you know, to me, I, I was looking for stuff, you know, I might have been looking. Cause my mind, I got 25 years for something that I don't know how I got, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna get into that, but I got 25 years, so I said, if I gotta be here, I'm gonna make a reason for me to be here. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, you know, Clinton was rough. You right. had a lot of guys there, tough guys on mm-hmm. both sides, the police, and you had a lot of predators. Mm-hmm. And one thing, I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna soften it up because there's a lot of predators in prison. And it's sad, but that's what it is. It's a world inside a world. And, and you gotta be able to hold your own. And mm. um, I ended up catching the case in Clinton. Mm. And I ended up catching the case in Clinton, which I caught four to eight years for. How, how much? Four to eight. Four to eight. What, what, was the, what was the case about? What was it? Was, it was a manslaughter case. 
So while you was in prison, yeah, you caught a manslaughter. A manslaughter. So somebody else died. Somebody else died. And what did they with you, and what was that about? That was about me. Basically, I was like me defending myself at one point, and then me trying to, like I had a point to prove. You know what I'm saying? Because you doing what people know that, you know what I'm saying? You're not having it. Right. So, and, but, and the, way, the way, the attitude I had, that's why it's not even good to have no attitude, like no, like you some bad man attitude when you're not. You know what I'm saying? You only come here to do this time, what they say you got to do. But however, by me having an attitude, I ended up putting myself in a situation where I had to defend myself and somebody ended up getting murdered. Okay. So, somebody basically was trying you. Yes. And, um... And boom, that was the outcome. And that was the outcome. So you copped out to it? Yeah, I copped out to the time, four to eight. Four to eight years, so that means it took you out to uh, outside court? Yeah, I went out to outside court in Plattsburgh. And you know, I went up in there, and, and I was trying to you know, fight it in, in the grand jury, but it, it was too late, you know what I'm saying? Because it was like, you know, I said it's self-defense, but it was too late, so I couldn't really take my plea back. And I didn't want to go to trial because I already had a life bid. And and I got two felonies on my record, so that would have gave me another life bit about a blue trial. Right. So I didn't want to end up blowing trial and get another twenty five years. Yeah, of course. Over off the over the twenty five years that I already got. So, what was the situation that you wound up catching the body? The guys, like, I mean, what what was the situation? Because you talk about it, like, did he tried you? Like, what was what was yeah. the, what was the action? What happened was um. He was like a guy that was on the gallery, you know, he's a big guy, and, and it, I talked like it was a lot of predators. And he was like, he was slinging his weight around, you know, you know, it was about him. You know, blah, blah, he was blah. pushing his weight around. Yeah, he was pushing his weight around. Mm -hmm. And then, so, you know, I wasn't having it either, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, felt, I felt threatened. Mm. You know, I felt threatened, you know what I'm saying? And so I just figured I had to do what I had to do. Yeah, but did he do anything like, what did he do? Did he put oh. his hands on you? Did oh, he? nah, what they, see what they do. Especially like little than a guy, because I was a small guy when I went to state. Right. You know what I'm saying? I ain't that big, not gained some weight. I lost a lot of weight since I've been home. But however, it was a lot of, you know what I'm saying, like dudes, you know, booty bandits and stuff like that. And people try you. People, oh. you know, they make they, 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 they hints, you know what I'm saying, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm saying, like, you know, he coming by my cell, like, looking, just like looking like, you know, looking like, you know, like I'm the one. Then one day I came to my cell and something was missing. And I asked people about it. Mm. And, you know, Everybody act like, oh, I don't know nothing about that. Then you know, he'd be on the gallery all the time. Mm. So that's what it was, you know. So I figure. So you figure, yeah, he must have had something to do. Yeah, with he that. had something to do with my stuff being missing. And, and what's a booty bandit for those, that's you a, know, for the individuals and the kids that don't know what the hell that is and all that? Oh yeah, booty bandit is, is a predator that's trying to, you know, what I'm saying he wants your booty. He okay. wants, you know, he wants to have sex with a man. Mm. You know, and, and, and they do what they do. Okay. You know, they do what they do. So, he stole something. Yeah. I mean, from you, obviously. But I believed. You believed that he did? Yeah. So, did you approach him? Did you step to him? Yeah, once I asked about it, that's when, that's when you know, you didn't see me take nothing. You didn't see me take nothing. I didn't take nothing. Right. I, that's how it was. And y'all just started getting into it and all Yeah, that. we got into it, but, you know, it went on for a few days, so I guess... Being that nothing happened then, he figured that, oh, nothing, that it can just, you know, maybe he can try me again. Yeah, it can happen again. Yeah. And you wasn't doing that? No. Okay, I feel So when that. I spoke about it, you know, that's when things got heated. So you wound up getting four and a half more years for a murder. 
Yes. And how much uh, ACHU time you got? Uh, two years. So you got two years at ACHU? Yeah, ACHU, yeah. So you wound up, I mean, you didn't wind up that bad as far as the ACHU time because they usually give you like seven years for a body, right? What happened was, I think at that time, and a lot of people, I was not upstate in in, in 88 when I got to Clinton. Okay. After the years. um, What happened was, um, because I went down to court for some other stuff that I had to get straightened out. Right. So this happened in 88. And what happened was, after I caught two years, a couple of more bodies dropped, like three or four bodies dropped, you know what I'm saying? After that, you know, a few friends of mine caught bodies, you know what I'm saying? They caught bodies, like, like around about three people died in Clinton. That's how rough Clinton was. Right. Right after that. And they was getting more time. Some guys were coming up with three years. Some guys were coming up with four years, you mm. know? So I guess, I don't know what must have happened in a long time. They gave me two years. Okay, so they just gave you two, two years in the box. Yeah, two years in the box. So... From there, you went where? To Southport? No, I did my, I did like my time right there up there in Clinton. In the, in oh, so you went to the box in Clinton? Clinton, yeah. Did. And then once you was done with the two years, where you went to? I went to Attica. Okay, how was that? Attica was another madhouse. Attica was a madhouse, and, you know, you know, they ain't known for doing stuff to people because, you know, even they had to ride in Attica. And, they, and the attitude ain't changed. Yeah. So when I got to Attica, that was even worse because... I went to A Block, and right. A Block was known as South Africa in Attica, mm. and they was violating you coming through the door. You know, police they didn't care. Like, when you say violate, when I say, you. When I say violate, yeah, let me tell you, I'm talking about violate. Where they tell you to shut up, don't make no noise. If they think you're talking, but you get snatched out the line and get faced on the wall, you make you stand on the wall. Then when everybody go. Then that you know they they roughing they you up. They manhandle you. They manhandle me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah they roughing you yeah, up they a little bit. You up. Yeah, because they roughing you up and you go straight in your cell. You know, don't play no games with them. Yeah. So how long you was in Attica? I stayed in Attica. Wow, well, I stayed from Attica from from '89 to '93. And then when you went, I went to Wendy's from there. Okay, and how was that? Wendy's. Wendy's, you know, that, that's when they try to, a lot of West up about Buffalo, too. Mm. So they had a lot of women in that jail. A lot of women in Wendy's. So the jail, it wasn't as bad. Only one block over there was was a B block. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Now, all of them is bad, but Wendy was like a, to me, compared to Attica, it was, a, it was a nothing compared to that. Only unless you go to a certain block, if you go to B block. Now, if you go to B block, it's like you like being in Attica and A block. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's that that block was really strict, and it was really racist, and it it was known for jumping people over there a lot. What do you mean jumping people? Jumping people up for nothing. You know what I'm saying? If you get if you get pulled in, tell you like in the yard. By the police by or the police by the police. Okay, they jump yeah. you. Oh yes, they will. Yes, they will. They'll jump you in a meet in a minute. And it was really racist and all. Yeah, that. really racist and B block. Mm. So from there, what happened? From there, I stayed in Wendy's for, how long I stayed in Wendy's? From Wendy's, I went to, oh, I, I went to Wendy's. From Wendy's, I went to Comstock, back to Comstock population. Okay. Yeah, and I'm leaving Wendy's and going to Comstock population. When I got to Comstock population, that was like being back in the battlegrounds again. Okay. Because you got, you know, police up there. I know people probably heard of German and Herbert, you know what I'm saying? <sighs> They, they very, German they, and Herbert, they, used to, they used to wait for me when I used to get out of, out of, out of school. 
my program and myself be fucked up, yeah. all that. Yo, what's up, Pistol? We was waiting for you to get here and all that. Yeah, they was, they was, you know, they was notorious. They was notorious. I mean, I mean, they was notorious. They caught bodies and all that. They killed yes, they, inmates they, and all that. Yes, they did and got away with it. And got away with it, right? Got away with it to this day. That's crazy, man. I I had my share of experience with them people. Yeah. I used to, they used to fucking wait for me all the time. You know, like somebody got cut, and I, you know. Somebody like I, I cut somebody and they couldn't prove that I cut him, so they was like, you know, harassing me. He's like, yeah, pistol, we know you cut this nigga, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But they ain't really had no. And then when they was gonna lock me up for it, one of my guys stepped up and was like, hold up, that's me, you know what I'm saying? And he stepped up and it was crazy. And then they was, but they was still fuck with me all the time. German and Herbert. I tell people about German and Herbert all the time, man. Yes, they were. They were, they were definitely notorious. They was fucking notorious like a motherfucker. Well, they, well, they was on me. I don't know, you know what I'm saying, because of my reputation. Of course. You yeah. killed, you I mean, you left there, you there for a body. Yeah. You go up to Clinton, you catch another body. See what happened with them. They, they, they was on me. I mean, they knew my name and everything because they used to wait for me too the same way. No, they read your name, mails and all that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> It made me laugh, right? Because when you say how they mess with you, yeah. they used to be lame for me. They used to me coming through the hallway. They look. Yeah. They say, oh, they go, oh, they go Muggsy. Yeah. On, come on, Muggs. Come on, get on the wall. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. it got to the point where it's that, uh -huh. you know what I'm saying? So I started flipping the game back on them because I was never scared of them because one thing about them, I don't know how they used to know people used to come in the hallway, you know, they be holding, you know what I'm saying, they probably got a little something they ain't supposed to have on them. Right. And I don't know if they, he can smell it, you know what right. I'm saying, German can smell it and then you know, he used to hit credit card people. Credit card is when he take his finger, his, his, his side of his hand, and just rub it all the way up your butt. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He pull your pants all the way up, give you a wedgie, and just and just just run his hand up your butt. You know what I'm saying? Stick Basically, his, stick his hand right up your right ass. Up, and he don't care. Right up your butt. Disrespectful. Yeah, disrespectful. So he got to the point where his daddy, you know, he know I didn't care about him. You know, so he know he just told me he pulled me over to one side and told me, um, just don't do nothing to no officer. So one day, you know what I'm saying, they kept pulling me out so much. I said, German, didn't you tell me you don't do nothing to no officer? He said, yeah, I told you that. So I said, why you keep pulling me over? Because you know if I'm holding, what am I going to do? I'm going to give it to you? You know what I'm saying? So he got mad with me, you know what I'm saying? Because he knew I wasn't scared of him. Yeah, of yeah. course. I'm saying, I don't bother you. I don't have nothing. And some yeah. days, I wouldn't even let him search me. I'm telling you, I'm walking, especially if I got some guys with me. I'm coming up from, like, you know how you come from the law library at 2.30? Mm -hmm. uh, just a few law library guys going to the late right? Right. He used to pull, try to pull me over. I said, no, nah, you ain't searching me today. So I just knew that when I go back, like you said, my cell was going to be tore up. Yeah. I go back to my cell. He ain't did nothing to it. He stopped fucking with he you. He stopped messing with me. Yeah. You know what I did was I used to go I used to go back. I used to come back from, from program and... I already know my cell was all twisted, so I just leave the cell like that. I just take the shit off the fucking bed yeah. and just throw shit over it and, and leave it. Yeah. And not nah, leave all my shit just like that, mm -hmm. all over the place. So they'll come back the next day and be like, oh, P, uh, you didn't straighten out your cell? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you, you get rid up. You know, you got to fix your cell and all that. I said, man, it don't make no sense, man, to fix my cell. I mean, I mean, y'all already read all my shit, like... Know what I'm saying? So I'm not cleaning shit. Nah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck out of here. And they was like, oh, all right, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. And I was always kind of like a big dude in jail, you know what I'm saying? So, nigga, you know, they oversized me up a little bit, but never never took it all the way. Yeah. But they used to harass me like a motherfucker. Oh, they harass you. And, 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 and they harass you, you know? I mean, they give you certain respect, but I wouldn't tell nobody. I don't advise nobody, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to try to... To try to, you know, entice them or whatever. Yeah, yeah, don't test them. Don't try no, them. No, don't try them because... Because you will never know the repercussions after that. And they do it. Y'all are known for killing people. Yeah, they do you filthy. That's right. And they had guys testify for them, inmates testify for them. So, yeah, you know it's not it's not a game. So yeah, it, so you it, it was guys testifying on, on their behalf. Yes. When yes. they caught a body, they had inmates look out for them and all that's that. Right. That's that, That's why they got around it. That's why they got around it. That's how they got so, around it. How long you was in um, Comstock? And- I think I was in the Comstock maybe like 20, 20, 21, 23 months. I ended up going. I left there because we had a, um, about 23 months. I left Comstock and went to the um, Southport box. I went to Southport box, I believe, for um, for, for demonstrating. For, you know what I'm saying? We, we put a petition out for a lot of the foul stuff that was going on. And they said, you, you, you can't petition. You know, so we you try had, to get all the inmates to sign it and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, just you know, we, had, we had few of us signed. We only got like a few people that signed it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A few guys, I can tell you some guys that I know you know signed it, but they sold out, you know? <laughs> when they came up, when they when they approached them, so what do you mean by such and such? You know what I'm saying? Because we had said, listen, we had put it, you know, it's going to be like another Attica 71. So they was they was kind of missing. What do you mean by that? So they pulled us in the captain, pulled us up. What do you mean by Attica? Now nah, we're just saying what can happen is going to throw. We said the building is going to throw blow up like a thermonuclear bomb. It's going to be like another Attica seventy one. So uh. that that out of everything, out of the whole comments, all the complaints we had about the dentist, about the medical, about the grievance process, mm-hmm. all the the complaints we had, they didn't say nothing about them. They just said them two things about the thermonuclear bomb. And the Attica 71, them two statements, and say, you know, what do y'all mean by that? Mm. He said, we just telling you know what the temperature is like right now. Yeah. That's all. We don't. We, we ain't trying to go there. Yeah. So, well, well, they want us to change the statement. So if you if you stick by your statement, you're getting locked up. So anybody that stuck by their statement got locked up. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying. So some of the guys, no, we didn't mean it. We didn't sign it. We didn't do that. You know, some guy, you know... Some, some people just copped out. They copped out, so... It was like, hell no, you on your own, Muggs. Yeah, you was on our own. <laughs> but, and, but we stuck Crazy. to our guns, and, and so then I got political. Then we started, you know what I'm saying, you know, got in contact with the Civil Liberties Union. Okay. And a lot of people, and they was coming in because they wanted to find out. Because it, it ended up coming up in the Times Union paper up there in Albany. Mm. It came out what happened. Okay. So they was coming in. So what happened was now... They see we got little, 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 little outside support that's going to do a story. We want to find out. I said, yeah, I want an audio, visual, uh, interview, and everything. You know, that's coming to see me. So before we can do that, they ship me out to jail. And when I sent my, that was the worst appeal I ever did. And that's I got an appeal for that. And wow. I won the appeal. Really? Yeah, and I won the appeal. Now going to Auburn. Yeah, and I won the appeal. Wow. So they know they was out of order. Now I ended up going to Auburn, and Auburn was another crazy place. Yeah. How long you was in Auburn? What think, block you was there? Uh, on the D block. D block, yeah. Right where Transit is at. Yeah, right where Transit. Then I end up going to other, you know, stand up. I was there, D block. I'm yeah, here. I was in Transit, you know. And, uh, you know, Auburn, you know how that jail is run. You know, the police run that jail law, so they got a Gestapo over there, too. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> they sure do. Um, 
How long you was in cop? In Auburn? I think I Auburn for 18 months before I ended up going to the box. We ended up getting to a big beef. So and then what happened? Well, you got into a problem? Uh, you got into yeah. a beef? What happened? What made me leave? We got into a beef, but what made me leave Auburn was that they got tired of me. It was a sergeant named Sergeant Cox over there. Mm-hmm. What it was, he didn't he didn't like the way we was you know the way we was doing our bid. Right. So he 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 wanted me out of the jail. He just wanted me out of the jail. So what happened was they put some um some gang material in my cell. Mm. You know, and I can prove it. I can, you know, saying like they wouldn't even let me in chase. I said, I hold you know how you call your witnesses. Mm-hmm. So I called people that was in their cell, the guy that was next door to me and everything. Everybody seen the guy go in my cell. So mm-hmm. they wouldn't let me call my witness. But they had it planned on me. They gave me six months and sent me to Southport. But they had it planned, you know. Yeah, that was just a plan to get you just out of jail. Just get me out of jail, get me out. And then it was crazy about it. The police that set me up, he went to hurry up and sent me to the box. But they already knew what they were going to do with me. You did your job. He didn't want to take me to the hearing. So they said, um, all right, when they said, all right, you got such and such, uh, 180 days, SHU, starting right. from now. Even start from the time I was locked up. Right. So I had to do that, that pre-confinement. Mm-hmm. Then I just started my whole 180 days and I went to the box. So I get up there and they say, he didn't take me there and said, no, don't take him now. We take him. They took me when they took me and sent me to Southport. I got out of Southport, went to Shawanga. How uh, was that? Shawanga was, I went to the, to the unit over there because then they got a, a, a unit in there. in B block, I believe the unit was, B1, where they got, you know, you know a special unit. So I, I didn't stay there too long. You know, I didn't stay there too long. They didn't want me in there. Mm. So they didn't send me to Wendy's from there, back to Wendy's. Wow. Yeah, I ended up going back to Wendy's. And then what? And back to Wendy's, I mean, Wendy's, when I got there, it was, it was calm because I was there before, so basically they knew me. And, and so I stayed in Wendy's, you know what I'm saying, did what I had to do. And it was a little, little not too much, too much rough, rough, rough was there in Wendy's, you know what I'm saying, because I was... It was a little bit more smooth. It was a little smooth, you know what I'm saying, it was smooth. Yeah, and at this point, you was in jail how long? Man, when I was in Wendy's that time, this was in 20, 2000, 2001, you know what I'm saying, it was calmed down. It was, it was, it was easy coming to my bed now, you know what I'm saying, I got a little time in. Yeah, how long you been already since? Now, at that time, I might have been in jail like 11, 12 years. Yeah. Yeah, about 12, 11, 12 years. Okay. Um, so then I shoot from there, then they end up kicking me out because I ended up, you know, getting in some trouble doing some things I ain't supposed to do. Got myself kicked out. Like, like what? Smoking weed, got a dirty urine. Okay. You know, smoking weed, so I smoked the weed, caught a dirty urine. Okay. That got me out of Wendy's. They sent me where they sent me to. I went to um, the Southport. Yeah, went to Southport, right? Back to Southport. Okay. Went to Southport. Matter of fact, they sent me to Upstate. Mm. Yeah, they sent me to Upstate Box. What, Downstate? Yeah, Upstate Box. Oh, okay. Yeah, from Wendy's. That's why I went to Upstate Box. So when I get to Upstate Box, I mean, I can't double bunk. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody, matter of fact, somebody stole all the IDs on the bus, so they didn't know where to put nobody at. So I can't double bunk, so they didn't put me on double bunk. I mm. was in a single cell over there. But I ended up getting a, um, I stayed there for like six months and got a reversal on that. Mm. Yeah, I got a reversal and then I ended up in, um, where I ended so up So you got a, a reversal, explain the reversal. Like, yeah, the reversal was because um, I was fighting it because when they, when they did the urine, I, had, I was fighting it and to get assistance. The assistance is like your lawyer, you know, your investigator. Right. So you send your assistance out, your investigator out to go get all kind of information for you. You know, say so you get all kind of paperwork, all lab reports and everything. And before I can finish with my assistance, they sentenced they sentenced me. So I wasn't really finished gathering my evidence. Mm. 
So you got the right, you have the right, especially when you got a tier three ticket because they got a tier system, tier one, tier two, and tier three. A tier one is basically like a walking ticket, and you know what I'm saying? You get a little violation, mm-hmm. take your wreck or take a commissary or take your packages from you. Right. Tier two, you can get up to 30 days. Okay. You know what I'm saying? With that package and stuff taken away from you. Tier three is where you can get, you know, years. Okay. So that them kind of tickets, they Th- let you... Those are the levels of, of punishments. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, tier one, tier two, and tier, tier three. three. Tier three is the worst one. The worst one, cause you can get you can get a lot of lot of lot of SHU time, a lot of key block time. Okay, you know what I'm saying with those. So and then what? So don't go ahead. So being that they didn't let me, I didn't um, let me conduct my hearing right. Albany reversed it. Okay. So I ended up getting out of there and going to Elmira. Okay, and then what? And I get to Elmira. You know, Elmira, you know, that was another rough camp. You know, it's another rough camp, you know. Yeah. You come through there, they didn't claim you got to be serious about your benefit. They got a lot of kids, and they look at it, and I was looking young. So, you know, they yeah. didn't really care. They didn't yeah. care, you know, they didn't care. Yeah, they, you, can get, you can get it. No, you can get crazy. it. Of course. On both sides. You Absolutely know, right. On both sides, the police and us, you know, because we predators. It ain't like when we go to jail, you would think that, you just think about doing your time and don't don't even think that. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's going to be coming for you. Absolutely. You better believe it. You don't could, think you could get tried at any given at, time. At any given time. That's a fact, you man. Know, at any given time, when people roll away, they will, they will try you. Especially if you're getting something, you know, whatever it is. Yep. So, Muggs, um, what you, I'm going to ask you, what you think about um, um, prison reform? Prison reform is good, but now, to me, when I settle down, like, when I tell you the truth, like, I'm, I'm a Give you my story. Yeah. After, you know what I'm saying, I, I was in jail, I, you know what I'm saying, I was, in, I was wilding out, you know what I'm saying, but however, mm-hmm. when I seen that, I seen somebody go home, one of our homeboys, you probably know, I just you know, can't remember his name right now. One of the first guys I know that did, had a lot of time go home. He went home like in, in the 90s, in the early 90s, like 95, and he had did 25 years, 20 years. I said, wow, mm-hmm. dudes can do this time. So when I seen that, that make me like, you, you said, know what I'm saying? Okay, I can rock this. Yeah, I, I, it made me start thinking. So, but the, the prisoners don't help you. Of course you know what not. Saying? The prisoners are going to make it difficult for you. They're going to make it difficult for you. They're going to make it so you want to. If you don't have no change, I don't care. You, they can talk to you till to, to, to they turn blue. You have to want to make that change. Yeah. It's up to you first. You got to make the choice that, that man, I'm trying to go home. I don't want to get involved. I want to be with this group over here. You know what I'm saying? I don't got to be known for that. Right. Because it even got to the point where that when I was in jail, you know, I'm doing things I ain't supposed to do. And when I stopped doing them, I didn't feel relevant, you know what I'm saying? Because dudes come to me for this, yo, I got this, I got this, you know what I'm saying? Because I was that dude. Right. So they bringing me stuff, and now when I'm not doing nothing, nothing come out, I started feeling the way. But then I started, then I had to start, you know, I'm battling with myself. Right. I said, I'm not living like that no more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not living like that no more. So I, I was basically trying to do, get myself right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get myself right. You know, even though, like, I still had the, the life on my bed, but I said, I'm going to do what I got to do because I really want to get out of here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to end it like this. Right. So, like I said, I said, dudes can do the time, but then I started thinking, oh, I got a body. They're going to hit me at the parole board. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I said, let me, but I still, I didn't let that, you know what I'm saying? You ain't let that throw you off anymore. I ain't let that throw me off. I said, mm-hmm. I said, let me just do what I got to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. With that being said, did you accomplish some some skills in there? Yeah, what I started doing, then I started getting into different programs, you know what I'm saying? I did, you know, I did the drug program, 
and I got into like you know project build and pack you know and, and project build like a build like to help you build your your, your your skills up and stuff like that your reading your writing how to do you know saying speaking you know saying and stuff like that that was, and, that was cool yeah you know doing stuff like that and, and then I went to like the got into like HIV and AIDS okay you know saying learning how to you know saying you know uh, facilitate them kind of programs okay you know saying get into vocational programs. You know, you know, saying trying to get a little college. You know, just at that time they had to college out, so it's hard to get back into college. When they had took it out back in like in the, in the early '90s, I believe it was, or late '80s, when they took it out, they took it away because they took the Pell Grant. The Pell Grant was the grant people was getting. Right. But then people thought, oh, they're getting free college when they go to jail. Mm. You know, so however, so they ended up taking that. So they took it. They took that. They don't know that was. The, they were saying they, the recidivism rate for right. a person like that. You know, what I'm saying getting. College educated was like real low. Yeah. So you know, but, but a lot of the people that supported it, they didn't give them the real deal. Cause I found out from going to church and stuff like that, some of the ladies that was that voted against the Pell, the Pell Grant, mm. she said they never. She said she never knew that. She said she would she would never did that. You know, they fooled the people, mm. even though it was helping them. So, uh, um, since so, what year you went home? I came home in 2017. And what you been doing since? Oh, I came home from doing that time. I started out in the CEO program where they had us um, cleaning the side of the highways. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to be picking up, you know, for garbage. But, you know, see, my mind was focused. See, my mind was different from, I tell you, like, I started from then. Mm. So my mind was like, you know how you be in jail, said, I'll shovel shit if I have to, you know what I'm saying, you be yep. doing that time. Uh-huh. So it came to me, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. you know, they said never acted, but however, it didn't make bother me. Mm-hmm. I came home, I just started... I wanted to go to school, but I couldn't. I needed to make money. I had to, yeah. you know, I had to eat. I wanted yeah. to go back to school, try to get an ASAC, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. try to do KSAC and all that, but I couldn't do that. What was that? Get KSAC, get a KSAC so I can, you know what I'm saying, be a counselor in a drug program okay. or whatever. Okay. But I couldn't do that because I had to make money. They, right. they didn't pay me for that. True. You know, so I was picking garbage on the side of the highways, picking garbage on the side of the highways, and from there I got involved with a temp agency, and I was washing dishes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I was washing dishes from that day. So I was working basically two weeks after I came home. Mm. I ain't never stopped working and doing the dishes. Then I ended up getting a job where well, I got a job now in the animal shelter. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Then I ended up getting another job working with a catering company. Okay. So basically, I've been working since I've been home. You've been focused? Yeah, I've been focused. I just stayed focused. I've been working since I've been home. I've been I've been working. I ain't did nothing. I don't do no hanging out. I don't, you know, my whole life I used to do is, is not even there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I've been focused. I've been working since I've been home. And for my first time for filing taxes, I came home on April 17, and I filed taxes for the, the 17 return in 2018. Yeah. Yeah, I got some money back. That's you know what's what up, saying? man. I, I mean, I, I got it some, felt good. You got yeah, a job. Good. You, yeah, good. Good. you job. work hard. You out here. You free. Even though you're on parole, you still free. Better being in the fucking no, cell. No, better be in cell. Yeah, better you be already in know. Get you, shit, anything could have happened next. You know what I'm saying? So, especially... <laughs> Your track record, you know yes, what I'm saying? Yes. Like, you know, you never know. You never know. Listen. Absolutely. So, you know, just you, I mean, you just got to be focused, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I didn't try, like you said, I didn't try to, you know, everybody want to do the, the high-paying job. I said, nah, as long as I got a job. Because you, know you, know, you know how we be in the, in the print. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I ain't doing that. I want to go be at my own business, my own this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want yeah, my yeah. own business. Yeah. Everybody wants their own business. But I, I learned in jail that my own business is... My body is my corporation. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. let me start there. I'm my own boss because if I don't work, I don't eat. 
You know, so it ain't That's, like there you go. Yeah, I might be working for you, but I'm basically working for me. Yeah. I gotta think about my pocket. Absolutely. You paid already, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got yours, so I gotta get mine. Yeah. So if I gotta work hard and stay focused, but you know, cause I don't I gave them too much. Right, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is I can't give them no more. That's you it. know what I'm saying? You give them more than enough. Come on. So, but uh Muggs, why do you think programs, I mean, shows like this is important for the youth? You know what I'm saying? Nah, the with, dog in the yard, this platform, you know, to give the brothers and sisters the opportunity to come in here and share their they story and, 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 you know, stuff like that. Nah, what do you think? That's why I agreed to come and, and speak with um, my friend asking me, Dice asking about it, told me, yo, you want to get involved in the podcast? I said, yeah, because it is. Like, even though, even though like, some of my stories seem like, oh, I was doing my bed and stuff mm-hmm. like that, no. It's, 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 you don't want to be in prison. You know, you, so you don't want to be in prison not even for a day. And um, absolutely. And I learned in my life that the work, the way I work right now, you know, what I'm saying the way I work right now. If I was doing this when I was young, when I was fourteen and fifteen and sixteen, I would have so much right now. I would have so much right but now. But it's never too late. No, it's never too late. So if you're young and you got a chance with your life, don't. Mess it up, you know what I'm saying? Because your, your homies, because I came home, believe what I tell you, when I see some of my homeboys, they're in the same corner I left them on. They're still there and they're looking bad. People had the nerve to ask me, I was home for three days. People was asking me for money. Incredible. You know what I'm saying? I, can, I couldn't believe it. What are you asking me for money? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You've been here all these years. I've been in jail 31 years and you asking me for some money? Mm. And it ain't like they didn't know I was in jail. Yeah. You know, so, so, so I know that, you know no what I'm saying? No shame. No shame. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's terrible, you know, and the world they're changed. Talking to, they're talking to a man that did 31 years in prison. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they ask me for money. But y'all want to um, stay focused. This is very good, good platform for, for the youth, for, you know what I'm saying, to take this thing, to take your life serious. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Get a job, believe me, you can get, do you can do what you want to do in your life. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is, man. You stay focused. Hey, Muggs, man, I want to thank you for coming, man. I appreciate having you, brother. You know what I'm saying? I, I, it was great, man. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for coming, my brother. Okay. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for coming to Dog in the Yard, my brother. All right. Let's give it up for Muggs, man. Right. <laughs> Back to Dog in the Yard with your boy Pistol Pete and my brother Boxing Dice. Left to the right, you already know. Yo, Pete, how was that interview, my man? Yo, I mean, listen, all I got to say about Muggsy, man, he's official brother. You know, he went through all those trials and tribulations. I mean, he went through it. I mean, he, I mean, it was real with him. All I got to say, I mean, he's blessed to be home. You know, uh, I mean, and uh, I appreciate Muggsy for coming through Brooklyn. You already know, another real one. You know, I'm going to let Dice break it down because Dice was in prison with Muggsy, you know? But, yeah, uh, nah, Muggsy, Muggsy, let me tell you something, man. Muggsy was making movies up in there, you know what I'm saying? Muggsy was the real deal. All them brothers out there talking or making them little songs about what they do and how they do it. Muggsy was the real deal, you know what I'm saying? And right. we blessed... You know, that, that, that this brother came home, he made it home, you know what I'm saying? And he's doing good, and, and he's staying healthy. And like like you said, man, we were blessed for him coming to the show and sharing his story with us, man. You know what I'm saying? That's it, man. Shout out to Muggsy, man. It. You know, uh, uh, I appreciate having you on my show, man. You already know it's that platform. You had to give it up like that, you know? This is where this, right. this, this is that show where you know. You give it all up. You know what I'm saying? You keep it 100. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So we appreciate that. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Pete, Pete, what is up with that third kite? Oh, man, you already man. know. So we're going to get right straight up, to the, we're going to get straight to the uh, bonus kite. 
The bonus cake, it was about Biggie Small, my my encounters, you know, how I met him or if I ever did, you know, they I know that people seen previous interviews and all that out there. Um I met Biggie um when I first came home. Um I met Biggie Smalls through my man D Rock. D Rock was up top with me, um, in one of the, you know, upstate prisons that I was locked up in. So D Rock obviously, you know, went home and all that. So I ain't seen him since. I ran into him in the club in Manhattan, and um, Biggie had some situation going on with the with the Wu Tang Clan, and Wu Tang Clan used to run deep. By the way, they yeah, was, man, they, God, they, man. They, they, they was one of the they was one of the biggest, deepest crew out there as far as rap. Like it used to be a hundred deep, no lie. They come through, it was a hundred guys coming through. Like you can't do shit about it. Not gonna lie. So. I guess Biggie had a situa- little situation with them and all that. They was trying to front on Big and all that and something like that. And, um, you know, D-Rock came to me, and you already know, dog in the yard, I'm looking for some action. I'm, I'm running around with like five, four or five dudes deep, and you already know, we we early with it. So, we you know, we supported. We came over there. What up, D-Rock? What up? What's up? Yo, blah, 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 blah. Okay, what's up, Big? I met Big right there. He had a few other go- a few other guys with him. You know what I'm saying? And we hold him down. We made sure he was good. You know, no man down that night. Everybody went home. Everybody was blessed. Um, and that's what I got to say about that story. You know, shout out to, the, you know, to the whole, you know, uh, uh, Junior Mafia, Biggie, let him rest in peace. You know, nothing but love and respect. You know what I'm saying? To the whole camp, D-Rock, you already know, nothing but love and respect. You know what I'm saying? Let's shout out my peoples, you know, at Cook Music Worldwide. You already know. Shout out to them, man. And with that being said, man, you know, we out of here, man. Dog in the yard, man, to the next time, man. You already know my boy Box and Dice, like always on deck. You already know, left to the right. Boom. Let's go. Let's get it.